Hello and welcome to KMUK's Kind to Your Mind podcast. There's no two ways about it. This year has been hard. We're all doing our best, whether that's struggling homeschooling and Zoom calls, filling our time on furlough or going into work every day to keep the country moving. When you're having a tough time, it's pretty tempting just to retreat into yourself and feel like you're the only one struggling. Spoiler alert, you're not. And that's what this podcast is all about opening up and sharing about a variety of topics to make us all feel a little less alone. There's power in talking, so let's chat. We'll cover everything from how to support a colleague or friend, personal stories of living with mental health problems, and a variety of general wellbeing topics like domestic abuse and neurodiversity. So let's get started. Today I'm joined by Robert Stevens, our Security Risk Management graduate. Before we get started, I want to warn anyone listening that we talk about eating disorders during this podcast, including mentioning weight and calorie intake. If you feel that this may impact your mental health, please switch off now. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining us today. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Hi, Joanna. As you said, my name is Rob, Rob Stevens. I'm the uh, security management graduate for the national team at Kuna and Nagui UK. Outside of work, I play rugby and I'm moving out with my partner from my parents' house hopefully soon. My parents okay. aren't moving out particularly anyway. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, I'm sure your parents, they're probably secretly not looking forward to it, though. It's always uh, a bit sad. No, no, when uh, so people ask us when we're all together, so when are you moving out? And my dad will just jump again soon. Maybe they are looking forward to it then. Okay, cool. So let's get straight into the conversation, really. And just can you tell me a little bit about what have your experiences been so far with your mental health? Yeah, so I've always been quite a highly strong and anxious person. Like if you give me a task, I, I might take an hour over it and it will come up perfectly or I could take two weeks over it and it still won't be done perfectly. At university, I had a bit of an eating disorder issue, I think it's fair to say. I lost about 20 kilos in the space of about three months, which is a bit of a... Uh, but I still looked relatively healthy, so it didn't... The compliments kept coming, so therefore I kept doing it. And uh, yeah, that's something I, I managed to fix sort of the last year of university. And recently, it, being at a desk job, it's definitely come come back a little bit, if you know what I mean. Not dreadfully so, but um, when I'm having a meal or something, I sort of have to force myself to finish it or stuff like that, which I'm sure a lot of people go through a, a similar thing uh, when they first start a desk job from sort of moving around quite a lot. But I think that might just be a COVID thing as well. Yeah, I think you're right that COVID's had an impact on all of our mental health, especially if it's something you've struggled with in the past. So if you don't mind me asking, what, what was it that made you realise that maybe it wasn't quite right and how did you get yourself out of that to sort of start with I was I thought I was fat I, looking back I, I was sort of I just had weight which wasn't muscle basically I wasn't massive or anything like that um I, I was just not happy with my body so I started using my fitness pal which is a bit of a downward spiral app I noticed um so I think I was on about seven eight hundred calories a day and then I kept wondering why I went to the gym and I had no energy yeah so if I was making dinner for my girlfriend and I I'd do us the same portions and stuff like that and I'd sort of I'd half an apple because I was scared of eating a whole apple and stuff like that yeah that that was when I sort of realized because my girlfriend looked at the app and um my parents just kept saying you're losing too much weight and stuff like that and I finally listened to them and I just decided to start getting a bit bigger because I, I'd started playing a relatively decent level of rugby with uh, Darlington Malden Park, 
happy to have some serious like Tongans and people like that. And I was about 67 kilos and I was just getting pushed around with one hand. It was terrifying. Um, so I decided to fix myself and use rugby as the excuse. But yeah, that was how I sort of marched out of that. That's interesting. So sport really helped you kind of get yourself out of it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that like, I don't want anyone feeling offended by this, but the sort of northern approach of just get on with it, keep your head down and just keep eating. Don't actually think of what you're doing. Just get uh, like my coach just be like, get on with it. Just keep eating. And they were a big help up there. Um, and I think the fact that they were quite a bit older as well. A lot of them were far bigger than I was at any point and they were f- fully healthy human beings. So they just made me realise that it was normal to be b- a big bloke when you play rugby. So th- they were they were really helpful guys. Yeah, I, th- I think that community up there, aside from the student body, who, um, who a lot of them, particularly my age, were quite a skinny bunch and I kept comparing myself to them. So I kept wanting to lose weight and then I met the rugby lads and it, all, it changed from there basically. Okay. Well, it's nice to hear that you had that kind of community aspect because, I mean, I don't think it's 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 very interesting, I think, to talk about different ways that people cope with that sort of thing because, yeah. obviously, for some people, therapy is the option that works for them. But for you, if you find that community that helps you, then then that's great. And it's, it's quite a nice way, I think, to, to yeah. help yourself. Okay, great. Thank you. And um, do you think that you view things around well-being differently being new in the workplace and also younger than a lot of people so do you have a different viewpoint around it than you think maybe the the typical KN employee might yeah I think I think it was a bit different for me from normal graduates because I I almost got this job on a bit of a whim if you know it wasn't like I went through like months of planning and thinking about how I was going to present myself and stuff I was doing a part-time job at the co-op one week and then I was okay in the next. I, I didn't really have time to build up or sort of build a professional persona that I wanted to stick by. So um, I never really considered the whole professional versus private stuff. So I think I always want people in that respect to be really open. Like my manager in particular, uh, like when he's open about if he's having a bad day or something, that is so much better for me than if if someone snaps and they haven't told me why. Because I, I, I like to be able to have empathy with people and I know people have bad days. So to try and hear them out and stuff rather than just think they're a nasty person, it's so much <laughs> better than um, judging them for it, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's been interesting for me, especially as, as being quite new working with the graduates in seeing the way that young people approach mental health is so different. And I think all of us are developing, the workplace in general is developing, but I think especially the younger generation are, as you said, they're much more likely to have, I am myself at work. I don't need to put on this sort of professional persona when I'm in the office. Yeah, I think that's something I probably could work on, to be fair. like I think when, when we're trying to sort of have a difficult conversation about things that aren't going so well or something, which obviously with Kishi, I have to a lot. I could probably say things a bit better than I do. I'm quite a blunt person and I want to be able to be open about how everything's going. And the best sort of things that I've experienced with KN is when sort of a warehouse manager or someone's been open about us, like things aren't going amazing here or we need to work on this. And I've been able to sort of be understanding and try and help them with that rather than sort of try and tell them what to do because I'm no way qualified to do that yet not yet yeah you will be soon don't worry <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be either I want to be able to be that point of contact where whether that's for personal or for business I want to be able to help people with any issues it can yeah okay yeah that's good and um so on this kind of same topic 
what's been the hardest thing about adapting to starting your career virtually because so you joined us in in only last September so you basically had your career your beginning of your career completely virtual yeah I think the definitely the hardest moments have been when um I don't know I have not done something perfectly or up to a good like good standard or the way people wanted it to be and I feel like I'm in trouble because I can't see their face and um like I'm sort of getting these emails which let's face it things can be misconstrued or seen as quite blunt on email and you can't really read people's mood and then as soon as they zoom call me it's all fine and I realize that I was worrying about nothing but sort of that highly strong one and wanting to impress people all the time that's something I've really struggled with. Underlying of that, building relationships. I'll almost, when I'm talking sort of small talk or about personal things with people on a business call, I'll say it at twice the speed because I'll realise that there's a clock next to me and I'm sort of taking up these people's time, which I know that's not how people do see it, but it's how I, I perceive it. So it's something I'm trying to work on. Okay. Yeah, I completely agree with you with the, the tone over email. I think to be honest, even before COVID, that could be a real challenge because I'm exactly the same that I'll think, oh God, this person's annoyed with me when actually they're absolutely not. It's just the way that they email. I do think that might be a bit generational as well. So I sometimes find that be, being a millennial, well, you're probably the generation after me anyway, but being a younger person, I, I use a lot of exclamation marks and smiley faces and things like that, uh, which older generations tend not to. And then I think, gosh, they're annoyed with me. But actually, that's just the way that they choose to email. So I don't know if you have the sort of same experience there. Yeah, there's definitely that or particularly after sort of beforehand, if, if I hate being chased up for things like that is one of my biggest fears, whether that's personal or about work stuff. People who chase up with me like, oh, Rob, we haven't received this from you. And I would happily sit there till midnight and trying to fix it because I just I hate people waiting for stuff. So, yeah, the tone and also timing and stuff. I, my time management is just dreadful trying to prioritize stuff I hate letting people down so that's something I'm always anxious about at the moment is there anything that you've been doing personally to try and help with that and even not just necessarily to fix your time management but to help you feel less anxious about it because I think there's kind of two things to that right it's get better but also don't worry too much because everybody has flaws and you know you've only had a job for what set 10 months or something so you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself yeah I I just sort of I talk things through with my manager quite a lot or even if I just send him a zoom message and just go do you think it's okay if I push this back or um I'm I can't I'm not able to get this done yet uh can we sort of arrange a different time and he's really flexible with me my mentor as well she um I've decided I'm sort of like hammy from over the hedge um I sort of try and do things at a million miles an hour and then I'll crash <laughs> like my mentor in particular is really trying to get me to be a bit more patient with everything and that's with people as well if I'm trying to work at a million miles an hour and they're not, I really get frustrated, which is which is why I sort of need to know more about them so I can adjust to their preferences rather than try and stick to mine, which probably aren't the healthiest thing for a long-term business plan. Well, it's good that you've got those supportive people who can help you with those things. Yeah, definitely. Probably just want a quick shout out to them. They've been absolutely fantastic and I probably wouldn't have survived without them. That's nice. Okay, well, you can give them a shout out on the podcast then. So next question is, how do you look after your mental health and general well-being? So it's not just about mental, but physical health as well. Yeah, so I I don't particularly love people 
all the time. So I, I've making in the process of making a garage gym, which is slowly building up. And I sort of like to just go in there on my own and um, just work out with a lot of weights. And then on a sort of everyday level, if I've had a sort of rough time or I'm getting annoyed, I'll just go down and see my dogs. I mean, that's that's the one thing for me that I'm going to miss when I move out, being able to just go and see my dogs and uh, like walk them if I need to or something like that. Generally, I like talking things out with people I trust and people who give me a soundboard. My girlfriend and my parents, they don't, they don't try and plan my life. Or My dad can be really practical, which really annoys me when I just want to vent. So I think that's a generational thing as well. Uh, he doesn't get that. I just want him to listen and let me whinge about things. Yeah, I, I like to whinge sometimes, but I think the, the gym stuff and my dogs are probably the two main things. Um, and I, I noticed Helen said on a previous episode of this, that just treating yourself and whenever I go to Cambridge which is nearby or something like that I always sort of get a sweet treat or have a few drinks and stuff and yeah, it's, it's important for me to get around that as well. Definitely treat yourself that's that's my attitude to life as well. <laughs> so um, you talked a bit about having a sounding board and uh, and sometimes having a bit of a whinge. I think that's an interesting thing to talk about as well because so some of the things that I sometimes do with my friends is I actually ask them do you want me to problem solve this or do you want to complain? Because actually there's nothing wrong with sometimes having a bit of a complaint and, and it makes you feel better. But yeah. maybe that for the other person, they need to check in because I don't know if they want me to problem solve because I'm a bit of a problem solver as well. When someone comes to me with a, an issue, I want to go, oh, do this. Why don't you do that? So, um, yeah, that can be useful, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's the main reason I didn't do the mental health first aid, of course. Because I'm not just going to plan some random person's life for, out for them because they don't want me to do that. And it's something that I probably couldn't help myself doing. In sort of rugby terms, it's called a sappuccino. You have a coffee together and you just whinge. It's just about, about stuff. You're never going to do anything about it. But you just like to whinge about it because it's always going to be there. And that's the way to get rid of it. I've, I've got, never heard that term before, a sappuccino. Yeah, so you, you're like a quite... A, a sappy person just you like a whinge but you're really good at it you like you enjoy your job and you you love all of it but um you like to whinge about it at the same time oh. uh, and it's something I've probably missed being in the office they'll, they'll be pestering things like continuous emails from a certain like group or something like that it's yeah it's, it's nice to sort of have collective things that you're irritated about and I think that's that I know that's awful because you always should be positive but I don't think someone's mood should dictate whether they're a positive person or not I think their actions should be more viewed more as their personality than what they say and say and interact about does because it, I think especially when you've got anxiety or you're a highly strong person what you say and how you interact with someone on an off day that doesn't define you so I think that's sh that should be much more of a, a sort of almost integrated thing like you don't judge someone on a bad day you judge them for what they've achieved previously and what they're going to achieve. Completely agree. I think it's healthy to have a bit of events sometimes, as long as it's not all you're doing. It makes people feel a bit better. As long as you're not being rude about somebody or doing it to, to them, then it's healthy. And I also think it can get out some of that. Sometimes you feel immediately annoyed about something. Yeah. And actually having a bit of a moan about it stops you from reacting poorly or taking out on them so I might get an email that rubs me up the wrong way yeah. and actually it's much healthier for me to go and have a have a moan about it than to immediately reply with something angry because actually that's not going to make the other person feel very good and it's probably going to spoil our relationship as well definitely but I've I've also noticed I can have a full-on sort of let's say healthy debate over email about something and then we'll call each other on zoom 
and the first thing or last thing we'll talk about is how their family are or what the weather's like or something like that and you'll realize that if you separate the personal relationship from the professional you can always use that personal as a basis for difficult conversations in the professional that's something like that my team members are really really good at and particularly the senior management that I've spoken to are absolutely fantastic at. Um, I think it's a bit more difficult on a graduate level because we haven't met each other yet. So there's no, there's not a sort of developed personal relationship there yet. So any difficult conversations might come across as personal rather than professional, which for me, they never are. But that's just, that's just me. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. You have to, if you have that solid basis of knowing each other well, then you can disagree quite healthily on a, on a professional basis. Yeah. My next question is, how would you want your colleagues and your manager to talk about mental health in the workplace? I divided up between how I would want them to approach their own mental health and how I'd want them to be like receive other people talking about their mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, talk uh, with theirs, it should be open. Just be open with me about how you're feeling, whether you're stressed about something that we could talk through and fix or whether you just want to win, just like we just said earlier, it's something that really helps. Yeah, just be open about your own state of mind, whether the lockdown's getting you down, whether you've got sort of builders in your house who you can't get in the kitchen and it's driving you mad or something like that. That is absolutely fine with me. And I think people, when when they're happy to talk about their own struggles and stuff, it really, really helps that personal relationship. And then you can sort of use it to get around any professional issues. And talking about other people's mental health, I'd want them to be supportive, but also for me, I don't know about other people because I wouldn't want them to go around quizzing them, but I would like people to ask if they want to know any questions about mine. So especially sort of men having eating disorders and issues, it's not really considered a normal thing at the moment. So even if sort of you've been at KM 30 years and you want to know what on earth happened at uni and how I got into that position I'm happy to have that conversation with you I'm not saying everyone would be about their mental health but just show interest and show support I think are the two main things but also just leave the person be if they need to <laughs> <laughs> I was I was open about my eating disorder stuff with one of my colleagues and it turned out he actually went through something similar yeah we've agreed that if we have bad days or something we'll have lunch together or something like that just to sort of create that that friendship and make sure we've got that support so he's been a massive help he's absolutely fantastic yeah I think just being open you can relate to people a lot more and that's the key thing about mental health in the workplace and that's really nice that you've got someone who sort of has a sort of shared experience you know it's something that I've said to you already is that I actually think you just coming and doing this podcast is extremely brave and impressive so I obviously reached out to all of you graduates and said would anyone be interested and um, I completely agree with him men talking about mental health full stop but especially with regards to eating disorders I think it's fantastic that you've only been at K in such a short time and you feel like you can come and talk about it so I was really really impressed and happy to have you come and join us so thank you I mean sort of on a sort outside of the workplace I um I run a, a mental health rugby team, so we try and raise awareness and stuff. And we had sort of students play for us, and they were running out alongside a, a Royal Navy petty officer and stuff like that, who who's from Billingham in the northeast and is the most sort of hard, hard nosed, wouldn't talk about anything individual going. But if he's going to support a, a thing like that, then it it will bring them all together, which is fantastic for me. And I don't see why that shouldn't happen in the workplace. So that's why I'm happy to be like this. I've got us out. This is probably not going to be 
anywhere near the level of other podcasts because I heard how positive Murray was and sort of upfront and fantastic Helen was and it's it, I was really nervous to do this and now it's come around I'm probably even more nervous talking to you so it's just something I'm trying to get over <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. I think it's brave to do something that you're, you're nervous about. And I think other people listening to this will be kind of thinking, wow, it's impressive that you feel comfortable and that, you know, you're scared of it, but you feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. That's a, it's a good attitude to have. So my last question is going to be, do you have any key takeaways for people who are listening to this conversation? So one, one or two things you'd want them to go away with. I think the first thing is no matter whether you think you have mental health like troubles or anything like that or not just try and let your personality show through in the workplace don't sort of treat everything robotically just understand yourself a bit more and accept that you have good days and bad days and try and communicate those with that with those around you that sort of thing is really going to help sort of communication and everything like that so I think just be open and be yourself I'm not going to get angry at you if you've had a bad day and I don't think many other people in this company would as well from what I've noticed, if you're open, people really appreciate it. So that's something that I'd really ask people to do. And I think the other thing I did write down is if you can do one thing for yourself every day, whether that's sort of getting out for a walk, having that food that people keep telling you shouldn't eat or something like that, just just do it and it will make you feel a lot better. And almost you'll remember what day it was rather than just the whole week molding into one because you'll be like, that'll be the day I did that that we did there went for the nice walk down near the river or something like that just look after yourself alongside working uh, whether that's during the day or after work great thanks Rob thanks so much for joining us it's been a really interesting conversation for me and I'm sure for the people listening to us thanks for coming no problem thank you very much